and 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 you want to think about the whole crossing the chasm thing we also talked about last week because you it's really it's actually critical that you build a thing for the early adopters if you build if your if your first act is to build a thing for the masses mm. you're building you, you know you're building the thing of today not the thing of the future it's I just it. critical that's it's really like you, interesting yeah because if you don't build like if you need to figure out who the perfect early adopters essentially and then build something for them that they adopt yeah and then it spreads because otherwise you're just gonna be behind from day one and you're gonna just try to you're just catching up it's just yeah, yeah that's not what you want to do i think hey matt hey peter um, I'm very excited. Why, pray tell? The adrenaline is rushing through my body right now. Uh, I, I thought I noticed something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you helped me out on this one. Ah, it was, it was ex- very exciting. I just had my first um, upgrade to paid from a person who did it on their own. So it wasn't me you know, going into Stripe and sending them an invoice, but, you know, Heck just yeah. kind of signed up with the billing stuff. Yes! So exciting. Believe! <laughs> and it's literally 15 minutes ago. That's thrilling. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So, uh, that's pretty exciting. And it's great. That, that's so, I think so many milestones in one. Like, like, yeah. Oh, man. That's the best $49 I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I think right I think I need to say something about this because um, on our last episode, it was a lot about me and it was a lot about how I was feeling and like you you could kind of like tell some anxiety and worry, worry, some voices. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was incredible to see how many people that resonated with or like how many people reacted to that and reached out both to you and me. Yeah. And uh yeah, first of all, really appreciate that. That was that's it's awesome to know that people are actually listening. <laughs> yep. Um yeah, so one guy wrote me that he he said it for the past four episodes, it's been a real thriller. <laughs> <laughs> a nail biter. What what what's gonna happen to our hero? <laughs> yes. On the hero journey, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so the the weird thing was that we recorded on Monday. Um and then since then it was like everything sort of changed for me. Um, I don't know what happened, but just like all these people that I hadn't heard from for months and weeks, they just sort of like came back and started using the product. And like on Monday or Tuesday, I had four people use the product and I thought, I I think actually each of these four people could actually just become a paid customer because they seem like a really good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made me really excited, obviously, and we got like so. I got a few people activated this week, um, and just felt so much more like motivated than I had been for a while. Um, and yeah, I think it just kind of felt like you know things were starting to fall into place after all this like reflection and thinking, and yeah, all this stuff. Um, so good. So I decided to build a paywall yesterday, <laughs> and I released it this morning. Love it. And uh, <laughs> 24-hour paywall building. That's, uh, yeah, that's great. I've been there. It's, yeah. <laughs> it makes the next day so awesome. 
Yeah, we had our, our annual Christmas party at the office yesterday, which is why my vo voice is a little rusty. Yeah. Um, so we had we had a hard deadline <laughs> in the office yesterday. Okay. And I just really wanted to finish it. So I just, I really cranked it out. Good. And um, yeah, I just hope that it sort of worked. And uh, it did because I just got the user list event of uh, upgraded to paid. Which beautiful. is really exciting. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you pasted the this the trail of events uh, over into Slack, and I got to see this uh, progression. Yeah. And just man, that is the ultimate feeling. People talk about getting those Stripe email notifications. You know, Ben Ornstein has talked about that quite a bit, and uh, it, it yeah. it's a wonderful feeling. But seeing that step by step, where you you played a little bit, obviously you played a role, but you yeah. weren't doing it for them. That is liberation, man. I'm so glad I set up all the user list stuff because it's so nice to see the journey in there. So you see like all these successful builds mm -hmm. and then they hit the limit where they're supposed to upgrade to a paid plan. And then the next build, so I'm talking about builds and branch, branch right, which is a core part of the product. So the next build, uh, when they kind of passed the threshold, mm -hmm. was canceled. Then the user logs in, realize that they have to upgrade to keep using the product upgrades to paid and then they get a successful build again it's just incredible to watch it in action so good yeah that's great man well congratulations uh on behalf thank of you. me and all of our listeners <laughs> you pulled <laughs> thank you for helping me out. off the cliff yeah because that was a little support inquiry that played a part to this as well and uh, you helped me you helped me out um, and I really appreciate that. You're very, very welcome. I'm so happy for you. And I caught you in the in the car on the phone with uh, the whole family yeah. on the way to school. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. But yeah, my kids got to say hello to uh, <laughs> to Peter. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, they hear. I'm. I think they hear your name enough, like around the house, whatever. When I'm talking to Sky about you know business <laughs> and tiny scene, whatever. That yeah, it's good to connect the voices. So, no man, you're yeah. very welcome. Congrats, and I hope to join you soon. <laughs> yeah, this is a good feeling, and I hope I hope to get a few more of these. I have a few prospects in mind that I know for sure will hit the paywall as well. Um, Nice. This either today or in the beginning of next week. So, you know, there's kind of three things that can happen. Either they start arguing with me or they just pay up or they just kind of get mad and disappear. But I think if they're already using the product and they're happy with it, like mm -hmm. it just seems like you would just upgrade. And they both know the two specific people I have in mind. They know that they're going to see the notification to join, basically upgrade. Mm. And, um, yeah, so we'll just I'll, I'll I hope I get a few more sales in the coming days. It's great. I, you will, and it'll start to compound, which is where everybody wants to be. You're going to be enjoying that mulled wine, reflecting back on a very good before, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> oh, I hope <laughs> so. It's good. Yeah. So I was that was really good, and I think I don't know for all the people that were following the drama in the past few weeks. It's probably nice to know that. Things are turn. It feels like they're turning around a bit, at least for 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 now. Yeah, um, this is not going to be a cliffhanger so going into January. No, I had a few other nice things happen this week. Um, one of them was a really really large, uh, well known agency that I've been basically trying to get to talk to me for. Um, so I basically I know the CEO, but I'm trying to get their CTO to talk to me for half a year. Um, and they're busy and I understand, and it's a, it's a, it's a big company, you know, they, I think they have somewhere between 50 and 80 employees. Okay. So it's a fairly yeah. big agency. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I just been following up and following up. And then I did, you know, I, I, I sent the, the goodbye from me email <laughs> that's so famous these days. So basically I told him this week, I 100% understand that this is not a priority for you right now. And that's totally fair. Um, I'm not going to follow up anymore. Um, but if you ever want to like pick this, this up again, just let me know and I'll still be here. And then he just almost instantly replied. <laughs> and then he actually has spent the past few months hiring a like internal DevOps person that will like one of the, his jobs will be to streamline their CI CD stuff. Oh, great. Uh, so it's amazing. And so now we scheduled a call for next month um, with the CTO and the new DevOps, per DevOps person. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you just sold an individual plan, but when you're talking to groups like this, this agency, you're yeah. talking about a many person adoption, correct? Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. And I want to say the, the, the guy that converted today works for another really big and well-known agency. Mm -hmm. This is for a very small client project of theirs. Okay. But I mean, hopefully they'll have a great experience mm -hmm. and then they'll want to use it on other projects. Um, it's great. But yeah, so there are many reasons why it feels great. <laughs> That's yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I'm very, very happy for you, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I have uh, two other short updates. And then I also want to hear a bit about what you've been up to, because I know you have some cool maker stuff as well. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah. Ahead. So um, kind of one thing I did this week was I, um, so I think we talked about how we do our project management. And I've been talking about how I use Notion. And I've also been sharing on Twitter how I basically have like a toggle list of of the week of every day in the week in my notion page. Um, and nice. then I add on Sunday evening, I add tasks to all the different days. So I know basically what I'm going to do during the week. Mm -hmm. um, that system has been great for maybe two months, but it's, it's gotten a bit out of hand now. Cause it's just, when you have bigger projects and stuff, it, it, it doesn't work with just a to do item. Okay. And it was becoming a bit messy. So actually I spent a good amount of time this week, actually, building a completely new system and revamping that um but also like figuring out all the projects i actually am working on right now and kind of prioritize them cool and it felt really good such a nice clean slate yeah yeah so basically i have a notion document now which has a list of to-do items so that's like a task list you know call this person or send this email or whatever like you know things you need to just like random things you need to do like a traditional to-do list essentially mm-hmm and then I also have a the same list of all the, the days in the week. But instead of having to-do list items, I just like write what I intend to work on that specific day. Okay. So I know Wednesday and Thursday, for example, would be product development or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so that's really nice. And then it has, so in Notion, you can do these inline boards. So I have an inline board basically for product development and then I have one for all other projects I have. So I'm doing some outreach stuff as well. It has its own board and the product um, development board has like all the, it, it's, it doesn't have a backlog because that's not what I wanted, but it has mm. all the, the things that I'm working on right now and kind of where they're at. And then on each specific thing in that board, I have the lists of like what needs to get done for that specific thing. Cool. And it's been working really well, well this week. Yeah. And giving me such a nice overview of everything. Nice. Yeah. And then the final thing I want to mention is in the bottom of that page, 
I have a notes section just because I found that I need, I just need a, a place to add random notes throughout oh, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've started adding notes for basically my Q1 plan. Um, and I think we should talk about it soon. Because um, yeah. it was really yeah. helpful when we kind of helped each other, other like figure out a good plan for Q4. Yep. Um, so my plan for Q4 was, I, I think I used the word getting my house in order. So it's just like a lot of basic stuff I needed to do on the website and like setting up a freemium model in the app and do all this stuff to basically have a product that people could use Yep. and sign up on their own and stuff like that. Um, and I think kind of I'm settling in on Q1 being, so my, my name for it right now is Operation Product Market Fit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so basically, it's going to be a lot about positioning yep. and product improvements and also like, you know, making a lot of choices about the product. Um, and I think it's perfect timing with like maybe getting a few customers by the end of the year here and then start Q1 with like really like trying to drill down my perfect customer and go hard after them. That's good. Um, so I feel, yeah, that's kind of just what I wanted to share that because it also makes me feel like a lot more motivated and yep. I just feel better about things this week, which I think is really obvious to hear. That's great. No, yeah, you're you're firing on all cylinders. As they say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's a great that's a great way to finish a week um, on the on the product market fit side. We talked about this last episode, um, so I won't belabor it. But the thought I had since we talked was it's not the same thing as willingness to pay. So you have willingness to pay now happening, prove, proving itself out. I think when you mm -hmm. say product market fit, I imagine uh, you're thinking about the market, like how much of the market you're going to go after, how mm -hmm. you're going to really dominate the segment that you're targeting. It, yeah. It's more ambitious than just people buy my thing. You know, it's got to yeah. be something. How do I really take over this space and, yeah. and own it? Right. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. Uh, related to that, I want to, so I think we have a, it's become a, like a permanent section in our podcast now that I, we recommend stuff. I'm going to recommend uh, um, Mike Mabel's podcast again. Uh, I think it's called Starting Greatness. He just released an episode with Steve Blank. That's amazing. I can imagine. And they talk about um, product market fit as well. And, you know, Steve Blank is, I think he's sort of like a mentor to Eric Reese and like the whole lean startup thing. Oh, yeah. He's the godfather. Yeah. And uh, it's so it's related to product market fit, but also the thing we talked about pivoting last week. And he's basically saying your job when you do as a founder is do is it's it's when you do customer development, you're you're not you don't want to have a big focus group and they tell you what to build, which is what we said last week as well. What you want to do is you as the founder you have a vision and what you want to do is you want to go out to people and test your vision and then maybe you'll need to adjust that vision when you learn stuff but it, you don't go out to talk to people just to like get them to tell you what you should build that's right you need you need to have a big vision for this i love it and yeah i just that really resonated with me and i think it's just kind of like it's it's repeating like all the other different you know podcasts and advice we've mentioned in the past few weeks yeah it, i yeah couldn't agree more i can't wait to listen to that and i i agree man you know i for me i would not want to do this if i can't be deliberate and decide what i'm going to do and what i'm not going to do 
Yeah. And I'm not going to chase every prospect. I'm not going to try to retain every, especially in the early days. I mean, if you get somebody a year from now using branch and you know that they're a great fit and they've been using, you know, then yes, you want, you want to retain that person. But in the early days when people are just bumping up against it and you're still trying to figure out who you are and what you are, you can't let a single prospect or customer control or even, I mean, how much do you even let them influence your roadmap? Right. I mean, there's so just too much noise. It's way too much noise and way too small data in that sense. And even, you know, out of how many WordPress developers, are there and how many have you spoken to it's it's very easy to imagine that you've only spoken to you know such a tiny fraction of them and then out of that fraction only some fraction are the early adopters yeah so it's it's got to come i think intuition has to play a role so and 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 you want to think about the whole crossing the chasm thing we also talked about last week because you it's really it's actually critical that you build a thing for the early adopters if you build if your if your first act is to build a thing for the masses you're building, you, you know, you're building the thing of today, not the thing of the future. It's I just it. critical. That's it's really like you interesting. Need, yeah. Because if you don't build, like if you need to figure out who the perfect early adopter is essentially, and then build something for them that they adopt. Yeah. And then it spreads because otherwise you're just going to be behind from day one and you're going to just try to, you're just catching up. It's just, yeah, yeah. that's not what you want to do, I think. Completely. Completely. Uh, this is actually relates a lot to what I'm going to talk about, but I'll take one more little detour. You know who I'm disappointed in for this reason, and, and maybe this will encourage even more tweets and DMs. But Tesla. <laughs> so like Tesla had a master plan. Elon Musk laid it out. It was all about the early adopters of the Roadster, and then the next level with the S, and then the next level with the three. And I was like, okay, we're making progress. The three, when the three was announced, that was like peak excitement for me because I'm like, it's working. Like he's getting to the masses. Like he started with the early adopters. EV is going to become this huge thing and he's Tesla's leading the way. And then like at some point since the three, I feel like I've kind of lost faith in the, in the master plan or in that riding that in them crossing the chasm. And it's not, I'm not blaming anyone per se, but it was kind of like, oh, they're still not over the chasm. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. still stuck and, and almost they embrace that stuck by launching the truck now, which I'm not going to talk about in detail, but like clearly that's not a mainstream car. You know, it's not the Volkswagen, if you will, no. that I was hoping for out of the EV movement. So it's yeah. like, it's like a strategic disappointment. And, but, but going back to the beginning, like I agree, like they sold the Roadster very specifically to the people who wanted an early EV car that was amazing but clearly not for the masses and imagine if they tried to release the roadster by listening to the people that buy camrys or yeah you know whatever like it would never have worked so i agree and this would actually be a really interesting segue to my kind of subject uh, to update but um i guess I'll ask yeah you like the thing you described there is how you get to like so here a popular uh, ev is renault zoe you can get it. So we had like a car sharing thing here and they have Toyota Igo, which is like a small, really small car. And then they also had the Renault Zoe. And that's just a worse version of the Igo that's mm. like an electrical vehicle. <laughs> and that's not how you enter the market. You enter the market with a Tesla that's better than the other cars and more yeah. exciting, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, it's, it's so easy to get it wrong. But when you release... Well, I think what I've learned in the last month talking through this with you is when you release something, you gotta gotta get it to the early adopters in your market and and 
those people are your partners, your collaborators, your, you know, the people that are going to give you that solid feedback on where the market's going. Yeah. And like, if you, if you show it to somebody like, I mean, there's so many haters for all, I mean, all the new things have haters. And I guess my point is like, yeah, if you show your new awesome invention or category creator to a mainstream person, you're just not going to get any feedback on the future. I mean, you're basically yeah. looking in the rearview mirror at that point. So anyway, it, you know, but it's, it's just so hard when you have such limited sample size or exposure, like, it yeah. just, you know. So I think like in concrete terms for me, like maybe that means finding the agencies or freelancers that, that at least they try to work in a way today that everyone in WordPress will eventually move towards. Yeah. And that's kind of the bet you have to make. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you're right or maybe you're wrong. If you're wrong, at least you tried. But if you're right, that that's when you're going to have a really nice growth curve. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we, we think of demographics and markets, but we I think you got to get into the psychology of the buyer as well and really understand if this person is open to open to new technology, wanting to have the latest and greatest, puts a assigns a premium to that, like values cutting edge over stability and market dominance and, and integrations and all that stuff and wants the thing. And and those are the people that, you know, those are the people that are going to make ends meet for you for the beginning. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like you're finding, starting to find them now. Um, just, just great, man. Yeah. It's, it's been a good day. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. So uh, I want to hear about some of your maker stuff because you've been really busy. Yeah. <laughs> I've, see, I've, see, I've seen the screenshots in our Slack. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, it's been hard. I, um, I think I want to give, uh, I want to give a maker and a manager update. I'll do the, I'll do the maker one first. Um, I have talked about this Stripe integration and this integration with, with Plaid um, banking integration for about a month or two. Um, and I had a goal of launching a premium um, subscription service in November. We're well into December now, and it's not live yet. Um, I could blame Thanksgiving, but I had just other stuff going on and consuming my attention. And and then the holidays on top of that. And it just, it it, it became, I lost momentum. I'll say that for, on the maker side. I just lost momentum. I wasn't in the code on a daily basis, like really, really swinging. <laughs> and uh and I just lost momentum and, and like trying to regain that momentum took a couple weeks. Um, and then when I went into it, I have, um, I'll say improved my development practice this year. It's been a big um, change for me to go into more of a test-driven development, writing tests first, building it out, you know, more functions, fewer lines of code, you know, just better Um better development practice, but it also means that like when I get into situations where I lose momentum, regaining that momentum is a little bit more, it doesn't come naturally to me because I'm also, you know, doing things differently than I used to. So like if I want to regain momentum before, maybe it's like brew the coffee, get excited, crank out some code, who cares about the, you know, like the, the you know, the, the TDD nature of it, all that stuff. Um, but like I, I'm over that fence already. Like I'm already in the world where like, no, I'm not going to do that because I, I realize how, I just realize how uh, problematic that is later when you have all this technical debt and people are emailing you about stuff not working. So like I'm in the new world. So it's almost like um, I have this new, 
it's like uh what's what muscle memory right so like yeah. my new muscle memory which is like a baby you know yeah. is is what i'm trying to lean on and so basically it's to put still it in, awkward it's still awkward so so i get into the stripe integration and i i do the you know i do the basic part which is like create the connection use OAuth to create the connection write the test for that grab their data and then i'm like okay but where's this going to go in the ui and, and like basically building it a building block at a time and then i just had this gap in the middle of like okay i have the ui done which gives me a place to put the data i have the oauth done which creates the, a connection and i have a thing on the back end which you know uses the connection to grab some data but now it's the messy middle of like okay i have to transform the data into a format that works for me i have to save it i have to kind of qa qc it you know i have to do all this dirty work in the middle i'm like ah oh, i need to write tests for that too because like that's the new way that i do things and so that just became this really it just became obvious to me that i wasn't going to make any progress unless i truly cleared the slate and said you know so, so what did i do i i I felt a little bad, but like I started, I kept getting little intercom pings occasionally from people using the free product asking for help. I'm like, I can't, I can't debug your little issue. Like, I know your account's not working for you the way you want, but like, I have to ignore this for now. You know, I, I've let some things drop that I could have been pursuing momentum wise with partnerships. Like, everything's just been basically I had to gather every ounce of focus and energy <laughs> remaining in my soul and <laughs> just point it at a day where I could just say, this is it, man. No meetings. Pull it all together. See if I can do it. And um, yesterday was that day. So I I punched through, which was a huge relief. And I kind of had two phases there. One phase was, okay, it's working end to end. Person connects. The screen has this cool uh, interactivity about it where it shows you like what's happening behind the scenes and like it gives you a satisfying refresh and your data is there. But then around... <laughs> 3 p.m. yesterday, which is about when my mental energy tanks, like I'm, I'm best in the mornings. Um, I looked at it and I was like, I'm using a line graph, like a, a bar, a, a line graph it's called. So, and I'm like, you know, for Stripe data, this doesn't make sense because when you get a charge, when you're, when you do a credit card charge, it kind of is like, it resets at zero every day. Right. And I think line graphs, if I go back to my information design schooling, line graphs are really good for data sets where you have like a moving average or yesterday's value actually has an influence on, on tomorrow's value. So you want to see the transitions. If you like, it, it needs to be a continuous function, right? Like but, an MRR. For like sure. an MRR, exactly. Or like even a customer count. Like you don't restart at zero every day. You're, you're, no. You start from wherever you were yesterday. So anything like that, it really makes yeah. sense to have a line graph. On a Stripe account, and so people understand, I'm I'm not trying to recreate the metrics provider. So I'm not talking about MRR for Stripe data, which they don't even have through their API. I'm pulling in some more interesting. Basically, I looked at the Stripe um, API and I said, what could I bring in that's like interesting, foundational kind of atoms about your billing, right? And so what I chose to bring in is all of your balance transactions, which is charges, refunds, adjustments, uh, fees, and essentially using those. And I said, but the problem is those reset every day. Like you charge these 60 cards yesterday, they were worth $1,800 and 21 cents or whatever. Today's a new day. You've done no charges yet. 
it needs to be a bar graph. It's like, so it's this simple thing of like, a co- or as a column graph, as they call it. So like, it's a simple thing of like, ah, uh, okay. But what was really cool about it is like, I was so high on the emotion of like punching through with the thing that I was able to get in there. And it was funny. I did kind of like, I started doing it and then I had to go pick up the kids at school. So I like backed it up and I committed what I had. And then I sat there around four o'clock and I'm like, dude, I, I, I got to just do this because I'm going to be so, I'm going to be even happier. So, so, I, so I punched through and, and I now I'm staring at um, some column graphs, which have like the atomic, you know, discrete amounts that you charge each day, the collections. And um, I'm really excited about this data set because once I have Stripe data, there's just a lot more I can do for a Summit user than if I just have their high level data. So to give an example, like when I connect to ProfitWell, I know that your MRR is, um, say, $253, you're you know, brand new. But like, I don't know how many charges happened yesterday to account for that, like all these little atomic details. And because I want to help founders with cash flow and financial forecasting, understanding when payouts come in from Stripe, which is not the same thing as when a car gets charged, it could be three days later, you know, based on banking holidays and all this stuff, like that little minutia, I'm really excited about having that to work with in the modeling I'm doing, because then you can get a much better look at like the heartbeat of your cash. Um, and so as you can tell, like I'm really excited to have punched through. It's, uh, it's yeah, it looks, it looks <laughs> like some good work. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, on, on like the, you know, what's hard about it was like the, it was a real stress test of the information architecture that I, put into place on the UI side because Stripe, I didn't want to just jam Stripe in with all your other metrics. It's like you have subscription metrics, which is what I chose to call like your MRR, your ARPU, you know, all the you know, number of customers, what you get through profit, well, bear metrics, et cetera. Then I'm like, Stripe is really your billing metrics. It's more like your cash register. What's the, what's the life? What's the, what's the health of your cash register? Right. So that's the idea there. And so that could also be like, um, Charge B would be another possibility. Recurly, like there's a bunch of billing management services that would go really nicely in this. Um, and then a third one. Once I had two, I was like, oh, this is where I can put in a third. It's not going to be in this release, but I, I have a coming soon on the financial metrics, which is going to be um, expenses and cash on hand. And so I, I'm creating a complete picture of um, these three. And I actually talked to a very... Uh, interested CEO the other day about this. And I think that the next place I might go, and this will probably be in January, January, February, March, I'm not going to commit to any dates yet, would be um, product metrics. So, you know, is your engagement high compared to, you know, what it was three months ago? So, so that's the manager's, uh, the maker side. And uh, yeah, man, I'm awesome. Feeling good, good too. Stuff. Thanks. So do you feel like you're, you're in the groove now? I'm back in the groove on the maker side, just in time to push out a release before uh, vacation, which is uh, which nice. feels really good. I I don't know if I'm going to get. The, I, I think I'll get to the premium stuff, but it might be like New Year's Eve <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I want to talk about the maker, uh, the manager side, real quick. Uh, we're gonna um, I'll keep it short here, but uh, I have been quietly shedding uh, early customers. Um, and I say quietly, I just haven't brought it up in this podcast and I really shared it much in my updates other than like privately. And it's because I don't really, I don't, I'm not heartbroken about it. Like they've all gone away for the right reasons. And 
I've learned that the product I'm building is actually not what they want, right? So there was like this initial intersection where these four or five people saw what I was doing and was like, ah, yes, this is it. But then like one of them hired a CFO. Well, like I'm not trying to replace a human CFO. You know, another one of them uh, yesterday told me we've just bought this really big solution that's like a metrics dashboard and everything else. And I'm like, I don't want to compete with that. That's not what I'm trying to build. So I'll save the kind of the the ups and downs kind of inside stuff uh, for, for another episode. But I've been okay with that. Um, and I feel like I have a blank slate now. And I think I now know <laughs> what I'm... Yeah, I think I now know how to use Summit to do something that people do want and need um, and to do it in a way that's cheaper, faster, and better. So I, the way I think about it is like, you can build a technology and then you can try to sell it as a software technology category that you need to do your job. Or you can take a technology and look at something, an existing solution or something people already do and say, ah, if we leverage this tech, I can do better than the competition. People that are already doing this, this technology is going to help me do this better. And and customers are going to like that because I can offer this for less for less money, less cost, and and faster. So I'm not going to talk about what that is yet, but I'm feeling okay about losing those subscribers because um, where I'm headed is is a different offering, and I'm really really excited about that. So, um, am I saying too much if I say that you're excited about this because you want to use it yourself? No, I, I think that's good. I think that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will be using it myself. There's a little teaser, and I, I'm I will be you know. Maybe it'll be the next episode, but I, I think announcing this along with, uh, you know, just the end of the year and anything else we can talk about would be good. But yes, I'm going to use it myself um, and others will use it. And I think it will, it will really be more disruptive, let's say, to a, an existing market than it is for me to try to create a new market or a new category of, you know, a CFO software as a service. It will still perform those duties. But I think I'm going to apply it to an existing market in a way that's much more disruptive. So I'm really excited about that. I, I feel like rejuvenated. Uh, <laughs> a, pos- a positioning pivot. It is. I, I was like, should I say pivot? Um, <laughs> I think it is a positioning pivot. I, I'll just I'll say that. But it's it's more like um, I'm still going to have a, a free a, a free and pro um, let's say free and paid version premium version of the software it'll i think it'll be less expensive uh out of the gate so it'll probably be more like a 49 dollar a month solution 99 dollar a month solution if you want the paid it'll be better than the free but the free will still be there as well so like and and founders are still my customers on that side um but i think i can do more yeah and, uh, and i think if i position it uh differently it will be a really exciting 2020 <laughs> well, that's a nice little teaser yeah. yeah, I think we should uh, <laughs> we should try to do like a Q one kind of big episode, and then yeah. if yeah. It, it it could potentially become very long, so maybe we can we can do two parts, so we can release it in the over the Christmas break as well. I like that. Yeah, we could even do one episode per per uh, little budding company here. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. cool. So uh, things are looking interesting and exciting. For both of us, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Awesome. I feel like this this uh, this episode had better 
better vibe. <laughs> the best, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're still being honest. This is just yeah. how we feel now. We're at the wee yeah, yeah. part of the roller coaster. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll, we'll crash soon, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like eating sugar, right? Put your hands up. Exactly. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. All right, Peter. Awesome, man. You have a call now. Yeah, I do. We go <laughs> go talk to a founder about freemium. Cool. Cool. I'll talk to you later then. Take care. Bye. See you, man. Bye.